Our scripture this morning is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29 through chapter 12, verse 2, and I am reading from the message. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned. By faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days. The walls fell flat. By an act of faith, Rahab, the Jericho harlot, welcomed the spies and escaped the destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts, turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood. Stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them, making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not one of these people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what was promised. God had a better plan for us, that their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. These are our sacred stories. Many hands make light work. Yes, many hands also make the lights work. Many hands make the baptistry work. Many hands make coffee hour work. Many hands make the mission committee work. Many hands make education for children, youth, and adults work. Many hands make Sunday morning worship work. Many hands make our shared life work and I'm grateful for your hands, and I'm grateful for your willingness to share your time and your abilities and your money with each other and with this community that we call Covenant Church. It takes all of us to do and to be and to live and to grow and to reach out and to help and to challenge ourselves and our each other as we oppose the systems of injustice that surround us. It takes 
all of us. We are each of us part of the story of faith. We, each of us, here in these buildings and also in our hearts, wherever we happen to be, in our workplaces, in our classrooms, and in our city, we are the hands that make Covenant Church work. You heard David read from Hebrews today. We don't know who wrote Hebrews, but scholars agree that the original audience were second generation Christians. These Christians endured tremendous persecution under Emperor Nero. Some of them were imprisoned, their homes and land confiscated, and some of them were killed. The author of Hebrews tells stories of faith to these Christians and to us, stories of faith as a way to encourage, as a rallying cry, as an effort to remind the people that they're not alone. He seeks to encourage anxious people with these stories of faithful people throughout our sacred stories. Sometimes this section of Hebrews is called the roll call of faith. But what does faith mean? Renee began helping us think about this. Think in your own head. What does faith mean? These days, faith is mostly associated with belief. But in the stories of faithful people referenced here in Hebrews, it's not clear what they believe. Consider Rahab. She was not an Israelite at the time that she saves the spies and works for the liberation of her family. There is no indication that she believes in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And when Jesus uses the word faith, it's almost always in miracle stories. When Jesus heals someone, he says, go in peace, your faith has made you well. Just before Jesus calms the raging storm at sea, he asks the distraught and fearful disciples, where is your faith? In each of these cases, belief might be involved, but none of the people being healed offers a profession of faith. There are no words of belief in the storm story. In fact, none of the disciples have ever stated some sort of belief in Jesus, and Jesus hasn't asked them to either. So what is faith? I've been thinking of faith as a path, a way, a journey, a way of love. Surely it's not one thing. Think of these stories given by the author of Hebrews and look around you. Faith is a multitude of footsteps, but they are, we are moving in the same direction, traveling a path of liberation, love, peace, justice. The stories that the author of Hebrews tells are stories of many hands traveling the way of love. The many hands that have come before us, and there are many hands, as we know, that will come after. We're not alone. I don't know about you, but some days I feel like I am. And so it helps me to think of Rahab and Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets. I wonder if those names mean much to each of us. 
Maybe some of us have forgotten the stories or never knew them. Gideon was an altogether reluctant leader. He asked for proof that it was God who was speaking to him. And you remember Samson, right? All that strength, all that weakness. Jephthah, you probably haven't heard of, and that's for good reason. Jephthah made a promise to God, not a promise God asked, mind you, but a promise that he just made up for no apparent reason, that he would sacrifice the first person who came out of his tent to greet him when he returned from battle. And the first person happened to be his daughter. Not a good story. Barak, that's a good story. Barak refused to go into battle without Deborah at his side, and he knew from the start that the honor of the battle would go to Deborah, and he was. Like this, he said, I'll do it if Deborah's by my side. Don't believe me, it's in Judges 4. David is called an ideal king, right? Also called a man after God's own heart. David took Bathsheba, took her, and arranged for the death of her husband. Our spiritual ancestors were not perfect. Thank God. How else would we look up to them? I'm not perfect either, are you? Wow, I was a little worried for a minute. In all their humanity, their imperfection, they were on the path of faith. And the author says of them, through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts, turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed armies. But that's not all, the author continues. We also have stories of those who were stoned, Thawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them, making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. Both. Both. I need these words from Hebrews. Some days I feel despair, some days I feel desperate. I feel like there's so much pain and destruction and I don't know how to help, how to keep going, how to do what's mine to do for the realm of God. You need to know that there are many hands, that I don't do it alone. I need to be reminded that there are those who came before me and that they got it wrong. They made mistakes, they missed the moment, and they got it right. They made things better, they stood for love. I need them, their stories, and I need you. What we do together, who we are together, gives me hope, encourages me along the path of faith. We keep the stories of faith alive. Our author says their faith, meaning the faith of our spiritual ancestors, their faith and our faith, come together to make one complete whole, their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. He continues, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we'd better get with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Keep your eyes on Jesus, 
both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed. We have so many examples of faith. We have the stories of faith in our sacred stories in the Bible and in the sacred stories that we have been writing, stories written for centuries, stories proclaimed and penned, stories lived. Their faith and our faith together to make one complete whole. Their lives of faith, not complete apart from our lives of faith. Many hands, my beloved, many hands. All of us together, sharing resources, our time, our abilities, digging in the garden, teaching and working on committees, folding bulletins, singing in the choir, sharing our money, mentoring our teenagers, playing handbells, feeding LGBTQAI children and youth at Grace Place, helping our refugee families, being an usher, writing cards of care, and so much more. Just gathering here with each other, we are living embodiments of faith. We are the many hands of the faithful. Amen.